0: Welcome to Antitrust Code by Concurrence. Concurrence is the leading antitrust database with over 30,000 articles on competition law. Concurrence is also the largest network of antitrust experts with lawyers, economists, enforcers and academics in 85 countries. By listening to this podcast, you will learn the fundamentals of competition law and hear about the latest antitrust news thanks to our guests, the best experts in the antitrust world.
1: Hello, I'm Jennifer Baker and today I will be talking to Gregor Langus, Director of ECA in Brussels. Today's podcast is supported by Facebook. Today I'll be asking the question, can data accumulation lead to monopolization? Thank you very much for joining me, Gregor. First of all, all companies nowadays collect data, don't they?
0: So at what point does this become a problem or a competition issue? Indeed, all companies collect data and data is an important source of uh, innovation, competitive advantage and, uh, you know, promotes uh, effective competition, delivers some value. But of course, it can also be a competition issue or a problem more generally. Uh, I think that, you know, when it comes to competition policy uh, issues, collection of data in itself is never or very rarely an issue. Uh, Of course, that does not mean that Data is not important in competition policy assessment, uh, in assessment of uh, abuse of dominance, or in mergers, uh, in assessment of mergers. It is very important there, but it plays an indirect role, I think, um, in terms of uh, sort of the risk that data would enhance um, uh, market power, create barriers to entry, um, or lead to uh, you know market tipping and so on. And, of course, uh, competition uh, agencies are very well aware that firms with market power can exploit it. Um, And that's why they will be looking at, uh, you know, uh, data and the role of data in how they can create this market power.
1: So what sort of data are we talking about because there are so many different forms of data there might be trade secrets there might be open data but there also might be personal data how do we understand the different forms of data that we might be talking about
0: Well I think you know when it comes when it comes to competition policy I think paradoxically the the types of data that uh, that that are problematic because it's also capable at the same time of of creating some barriers to entry or you know, um, uh, leading to risk that markets would tip. And the type of data that, that, that does that is, is uh, the data that sets in motion some uh, reinforcing feedback learning effects. Uh, these learning effects then allow the firm to significantly improve the product and if the product can be improved across all users then you can have a kind of like a reinforcing loop that is set in motion very often that will be the data that uh, platforms collect from um, from uh, end users Uh, not always Um, and um, uh, you know internet search may be a good example here but um, data that uh, Facebook or Google collects uh, on users, Google in the case of YouTube, does not seem to be as powerful in this in this regard because they do not extend, the learning effects do not extend so well across many users. So whereas these firms are probably protected to some extent by the traditional network effects, they, um, they are, uh, in my view, not uh, as well protected by these, uh, you know, um, data enabled learning effects, which kind of set in motion this, this uh, feedback loop, you know, there are different types of, of data, obviously, and um, to, you know, you, you would have to look at, at the details to see whether data is a problem and it can lead to market tipping in itself.
1: Well, you mentioned the big tech companies, and obviously that's who we're talking about today because they do have so much market power. But how important is defining the actual market sector itself when considering data as a competition asset?
0: It's obviously important to define uh, the, the market um, in order to uh, identify potential arrivals when you're assessing uh, you know, conduct. Um obviously, uh, competition policy only applies uh, to firms that uh, have some market power.
1: I suppose what we're really considering is if you collect a lot of data, for example, on how people click on ads, does that per se make you dominant in the search market, for example?
0: Yeah, so perhaps we could like um, rephrase that a little bit. I mean, data that you collect in one segment or in, you know, in provision of of a certain service can sometimes be extended and used to provide other services. And of course, that has both, you know, pro-competitive and anti-competitive potential. Pro-competitive in that it allows multi-market platforms to compete effectively with other multi-market platforms, but it can be anti-competitive because it can also allow to kind of like stifle a nascent entrant, you know, an aspiring entrant.
1: Okay, so let's move on and talk about data minimization, because if we are talking about data accumulation, I guess the flip side of that is data minimization. Now, this particular principle is enshrined in the general data protection regulation, but I'm wondering whether
0: such a thing could also be realized in competition law. I mean, I think that would be counterproductive for for several reasons. Um, You know, one reason is that you can use the data that you collected in one market to enter another market and provide valuable services in that market. In that sense, uh, data collection uh, that can be then extended to other markets can be pro-competitive because it allows multi-market firms to kind of aggregate this data and then use it, deploy it in order to compete with other multi-market platforms in other markets. So I think in that regard, it would be counterproductive. you know, example would be Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Apple, which are dominant perhaps in different markets to some extent. But they use data that they collect in this market and they aggregate to then compete across these variables markets and and entering each other's uh, turfs. So in that sense, I think um, um, data minimization would be counterproductive. But uh, of course, uh, you know, if you minimize data collection, data aggregation across various services, then you perhaps allow smaller rivals, which are, uh, which are uh, maybe less efficient to actually enter, you know, build data advantage and then ultimately challenge challenge uh, a, a dominant platform somewhere. You know, we are operating in markets where there are, you know, pronounced, sometimes pronounced network effects and some efficiencies which come with uh, data accumulation. We've discussed that. And, you know, it's precisely these efficiencies and that, that actually generate some value. And, uh, you know, I think that more often than not, the most effective competitors will actually be large multi-market platforms competing with other large multi-market platforms because they will be able to utilize all these efficiencies that come from, you know, data accumulation, data aggregation to actually enter each other's turfs and compete with another. But Jennifer, I wanted to mention the other reason why I think, you know, this um, principle of data uh, minimization would be a bad idea. And that is because data feeds innovation and innovation is, is uncertain. And the more data you can collect in terms of, you know, breadth and depth, the more likely you will be able to then find some ways in which data can help you improve, you know, your products. Uh, Just take an example search. Um, You know, these results can be uh, greatly improved if you also collect location data, weather data, interests, and so on. And this can be extended, I think, to to many products in fact what platforms do well especially you know successful platforms that's why they're successful is actually combine this data in order to uh, you know generate value which then attracts users which then generate data and so on and you have this positive reinforcement feedback loop sets in motion and releases some value ultimately. Uh,
1: well, certainly I hear what you're saying in terms of building up a business, but there are quite legitimate concerns around some of these big tech monoliths. For example, even in the European Parliament, we've had calls and votes to break up Google. I mean, it's, it's usually Google, but it could be any of these big tech giants. So what would you say to those people who feel that they are too big to regulate, that it's impossible to rein them in? And that includes in competition terms. What would you say to
0: E the fears of those i think here the concern again is not really the data accumulation aggregation per se as it is it is it it, perhaps it it plays a role but more as a um, um, as a factor that mediates the creation of uh, you know market power or uh, that helps entrench uh, uh, some you know large platforms the concerns i think are more related to how then to the types of conduct, different types of conduct that are not directly related to data accumulation that you know firms with market power may then engage in, like exclusivity. Uh, arrangements. Um, we've had, uh, we've seen this with the uh, European Commission's cases in Google tying different products uh, uh, in in a way which excludes uh, competition. Um, self-preferencing. We've seen that uh, again uh, in in Google cases. We see that in these concerns that have been now raised, and well, actually lawsuits that have been brought in in US. Um, against, uh, you know, Google uh, against um, we will probably soon see something coming against Amazon, Facebook, etc. So it's it's really not the data accumulation itself, but the conduct, uh, other types of conduct that these uh, firms are, um, you know, engaged in. And in terms of what we can do about it, well, um, you know, we need to to enforce antitrust laws vigorously, uh, maybe faster. Maybe we need to set up some um, groups, uh, expert groups uh, in competition agencies, and that's that's been going on. Uh, the CMA has such a group. I think the uh, European Commission will also set something up uh, in that sense, and just enforce and be, uh, you know, vigilant.
1: Well, Gregor, you mentioned time there, and that is, of course, extremely important because we've seen law cases drag on very long time. In particular, even in the EU level, we've seen some of these cases lasting up to a decade. So I'm going to ask you to gaze into your crystal ball now. And I know we've talked a bit about what you think may or may not happen, but I'd like to get your your thoughts on the sector for the coming 10 to 20 years. What do you expect?
0: Well, yeah. So one thing is that antitrust enforcement will become uh, more vigorous, faster. Um, Different uh, antitrust authorities will find creative ways to actually enforce faster. They will build expertise. They have already built significant expertise in that. So I think that's one thing. We've seen that there are some, you know, regulations being discussed. I think some of that will probably go through. Um, I don't know exactly in what which form and in in which ways but um i do think that uh you know a lot of folks in the competition sort of um circles are aware that <clears throat> you know um one needs to be careful with enforcing some blanket rules because they can stifle this many efficiencies that you know data accumulation um can can uh, can create but also uh, bundling and tying of products which we know uh, from you know economics uh, from many years of research in economics can release efficiencies so we'll see that um, then um, uh, there is this interesting question of what to do about privacy which kind of like uh, maybe um, is, is, is a little bit um, orthogonal here um, I think that um, we will get a little bit more tolerance um, towards, uh, you know, this intrusion over time towards these intrusions of privacy, uh, because, um, you know, um, privacy is not free lunch. Um, uh, if we insist on a lot of privacy, um, we may also uh, give up some economic efficiencies. And if you had to have one wish or one
1: request um, of steps you'd like to see taken in this area, whether that be by lawmakers, by companies, by whoever, with regard to data accumulation, what would
0: that be? I, I, I think that data accumulation should not become, you know, a an important in itself, an important competition policy concern. I think we should deal with that with consumer protection laws, um, with uh, more transparency about how data is uh, collected and how it is used. Um, Privacy laws also, but again, we have to be careful how we enforce that in order not to sort of have some unintended effects as as we know, um, some people have been complaining about GDPR having some unintended effects uh, in terms of stifling competition, mostly from smaller firms thus reinforcing the market power of you know some of the large platforms. Um maybe a a code of conduct and as as i said in terms of competition enforcement we need to uh, build uh, continue to build expertise set up dedicated competition enforcement task groups and uh, enforce faster
1: well thank you very much gregor langus for joining me today we have been talking about whether data accumulation can lead to monopolization so thank you for listening please do stay tuned for more conquer antitrust podcasts
0: you listened to an episode of Antitrust Code by Concurrence. If you want to read more about this topic, check the Concurrence website where you can find all relevant articles. Follow us on Twitter, at CompetitionLaws, and join the Concurrence group on LinkedIn to receive updates on our next podcast.